What's up, everybody? Tanner. You may know me from such websites such as MySpace. Here to bring you a non-canon file from and Vox. photo bucket and photo bucket and deviant art. What's another like? What? Well, it's weird that those websites should be considered like obscure, not obscure, but sort of obscure now. Yeah. yeah. What else would GeoCities? I'm from GeoCities. Facebook. Facebook. Anyways, I'm Tanner, and with me, as per usual, I have Cold, Jonathan, Cody, Wenzel. A psychopath 100. Ah. Didn't he do this last time? No. No. Shut know, up, cube steak, Cody, brown <laughs> beef. Uh, and today we are bringing you a special non-canon file to talk about uh, Mob Psycho 102, the second season of Mob Psycho 100. Uh, and before we get started, uh, we should say there will be spoilers. Spoilers? For, spoilers. For, lots of spoilers. For season one and season two. Oh, spoilers. Probably. Oh, probably lots of spoilers. I can't, I can't spoilers. be in the same room to spoilers. 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 Yeah. There will spoilers. be spoilers. 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 So if spoilers. you haven't watched... Mob Psycho 102, and you're still interested in doing so, maybe you save this podcast for another time. Go to sleep. Yeah, just fall asleep with it. Uh, (laughs) Or if you're not interested, but you want to hear us talk about it, or if you have seen it and want to hear our thoughts on it, this is the episode for you. Yep. So it's it's been over, by the time this comes out, it's been over for about six weeks at this point, maybe five weeks. It ended at the beginning of April. And this is like literally the first week we could like sit down and actually record something about it. So I, before we like go into like a we dive into like some of our fa- favorite things of this season, what did people think of this season here at the table? I loved it. It made me want to eat my vegetables. <laughs> it was good. I liked it. I didn't love it. I I'll go ahead it. and say that it was great. It was better than the first season. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. I would agree. Pat, what about you? No, it, it was uh, very enjoyable. I, I feel like I took a lot more out of the second season because I enjoyed the first Mob Psycho, but I kind of feel like once it was done, I was kind of done with it. So not not to its detriment, it's kind of like, you know, it, I was over and I'm on to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like with Mob Psycho 100, the first season, like when it ended, I'm like, you know, like I would love for there to be more Mob Psycho, but if there's none, I understand it. They ended at a very good point. Uh, like it, it ended at a point that made sense, but with the second season, it... It literally every episode builds upon each episode, which I don't even feel like happened so much in the first season. And, but the second season kind of also ends with like a little bit of a cliffhanger too. I mean, the, I mean, if anything, the first season ended off with a cliffhanger because that's where we see Show talking to his father, and his father's coming to Japan. Well, I, okay, true, but like I'm also talking about how like you remember the last half of the last episode of Mob Psycho was like Reagan and Mob like gardening and shit. Yeah. That's more so of what I'm talking which in a way kind of feeds into this first second the first episode of the second season too cuz they're dealing with like the tree demon or whatever. But like each episode this season was a building block for the next episode and like it, it's clearly building to I mean I would assume there's going to be a season 3 which would be the final season I would think. Cause uh, the, yeah, cause they could they could probably get a season three, maybe a season four, but no, definitely a season three. Yeah, yeah. so there, there's definitely story left to be told. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm already really excited about that, but this season just had such good like pacing. Like each episode feels like it had a lot, but not too much. Um, and it's just something that I don't really feel in anime a lot anymore. Is when uh ep- like. They go their their pace really well. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like this was paced really well despite having a lot per episode. And I don't know. Cody was doing some sound stuff, so... Uh, yeah, very I, distracting. Yeah, very distracting to everybody at the table. Sorry. I just had to fix that. Talk about not having Peyton and Winslow. Everybody sound fine. Tanner was clipping. But, uh, oh, he was. Oh. But anyways. Air him out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I, w- I want to know what y'all thought of, of Mom. Well, that was our thoughts. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. That's the whole episode. <laughs> um, no, I... I I can barely hear it myself. Okay. Um, I just, I liked how uh, the, because at the end, at the very end when the who, the uh, huge fucking broccoli that sprouted from Mob's chest, that was uh, referenced in season one mm-hmm. with the, uh, with the Opening. intro. Yeah. yeah. Which was great. And like, they, I mean, and if you, nobody could tell until towards the end is when um, at, like all the promotional stuff, they were, it was teasing literally everything that the season was going to be about yep. because with the promotional uh, posters or teasers, or whatever it shows, like the cityscape in like a cube or like in a giant mass, and it shows all the characters, literally all the characters, right there. And if nobody could tell, like at the very end, that's pretty much what happened. Was Mob took the entire fucking city to just to, to attempt to kill the uh, main villain, which was great. Um, but yeah, no, at the very beginning, it's like you would think, like ah, it's just gonna be Mob. You know, they're gonna be fighting several like spaced out enemies, like. Uh, ghosts and stuff but no like as soon as like as soon as Mogami's arc ends mm-hmm. it picks up right into the main arc which is fighting against Claw in Toichiro yeah. which is the name of uh, Sho's father who leads the organization and yeah because like the first three episodes of this season are very like slice of lifey mm-hmm. in a way like and we, we talked about the first episode like in depth in our uh, winter 2019 anime review so if you want to listen that to listen to our thoughts on that but like it was very, it was much more emotionally impactful because like this season was definitely about Mob's growth mm-hmm. as a character. Oh, yeah. Like you know he's like more emotionally developed now. I mean he's essentially going through like the hardships of puberty. Essentially like oh I like this girl. Oh I don't know how to deal with my emotions. Yeah. Oh and stuff like that. And I think it's it's it was probably the most well done I've ever seen anything like that done in anime. And I really appreciated how, even though I mean this season is action packed, like don't don't get me wrong, but like the first twenty five percent of the season are very like like pretty low stakes and like nothing super huge happens, but it's still like very important to the story. Mm -hmm. So I I mean I appreciated that a whole lot. Oh yeah, I liked how they brought in uh what I like. I don't know like I forgot. Cody was talking and then just rubbed his nose and just forgot. Uh, no, I... I forgot again. Jesus. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say that I liked... Uh, every Like, it was beautiful visually. It was very nice. But one thing that just pissed me off... Not really pissed me off. It was a little annoying for me. Like, it just... The fights felt like edging. Where you're about to... You're just... You can't nut. No nutting. Like, you're very close on edge. But then Mob's like... I'm gonna calm down and like keep this nut inside of me. Well, I mean, that's, that's I like action. I like the constant I don't like fighting. Yeah, <laughs> okay, hear me out. Uh, I liked that. I liked the fact that they turned what could have been a, a what they did. They had a beautiful fight scene, beautiful uh, animated fight scene. Um, things that happen with the character, you know, they they go at each other, right? They're like, you know, fighting. 
<laughs> That's a visual bit. Uh, <laughs> Cody clapped his fingers together, but not his palms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, For those at home. So they're fighting, but then they turn that energy of the fight into character development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I saw that as, and I thought that was fantastic, because at the end, I mean, it was literally, it, it was literally hinting all the way up to the end, where Mob literally takes the fight and turns it into character development. Yep. And a giant broccoli. fucking Naruto and all his fucking enemies... Making them his friends in the end, because fuck, you gotta be friends with all your enemies. Well, Which, well, I mean, it's I like mean, they're human, and and Mob realizes that, and also Mob doesn't like he hasn't killed anybody, and, and he doesn't want to kill anybody. He doesn't have to. Cole kill just him. was a bad guy. Also, bad you say guys, that about so. Naruto, I would say that's much more prevalent in like Dragon Ball than it is in Naruto. I mean, I don't know if you remember it's not the like pain Naruto. Fight. Naruto went and sought out Pain. He's like, Pain, what the fuck? I know you killed. Thousands of people destroyed my village, but dude, chill out. Okay, <laughs> he, I do agree with Colton that in that instance, Naruto seen more like a way of like redeeming his enemies. But taking it back to Psycho, well, I know when we were leading up to the final battle, to me it felt a little odd that we were about to get like this big, you know, quote Dragon Ball Z s final battle. Like it seemed a bit out of Mob's character. I mean, I know. It would be sort of anticlimactic and anti-fulfilling for all the action we got to not have some sort of big climactic battle. But at the same time, it, it, it would be much more Mob's character to try to reason with him yeah. the best he could. Because okay, I feel like that, that's one of the themes of the show is sort of like people who hurt others are somehow emotionally stunted, emotionally immature. And that was kind of very visually evident in, at the end of the first season when the bad guy... Literally, during his rays, resembled a, a, a squalling infant, mm-hmm. and that's. I feel like that's kind of the thing. Like you know, he, I feel like it's, a lot. A lot of times, happen to anime. You want to have your cake and eat it too. You want the big ass, uh, climactic battle, but at the same time, you have a story you're trying to tell and a theme you're trying to reach. So like, they try to balance that somehow. Yeah, and, and yeah, it just can't always be like big ass battles where he like completely just annihilates the enemy. Which I mean, he, I mean, even in the final battle, like, was pretty pretty big yeah I mean, like they i mean were throwing whole ass like skyscrapers yeah which, which i was which i was so excited for because it's just that whole like sorry we're, we're jumping into the final battle but then just that final battle like he was literally throwing mob mob was literally throwing buildings and like and something i i didn't like the, uh about that final battle that they did in the in the uh comic was that for the final battle whenever mob is changing emotions like you can't really tell in the anime, but in the comic they would show you what he was changing to, oh, and I yeah. thought that was really great. Like he changed a hundred percent ecstasy, a hundred percent rage, a hundred percent resignation. Which fuck me, that part hundred percent resignation is when he um is when he pretty much uh takes Toichiro and starts twisting his body mm-hmm. because that's like that's at that moment like Bob was like I give up, yeah, like I'm just gonna have to kill you. It- it was, it was definitely something I noticed during that final battle where you see, and I kind of liked it in a way, where you can see Mob going through all these different emotions, but they're all 100%, but you're not yeah. too sure what emotions, yeah. which like the really, toward, in that entire final arc, the only true emotion we know Mob feels at one point is rage, mm-hmm. uh, after he thinks... That, that's in the... Oh, oh, you're talking about... Yeah, this, this is before like the final battle and everything, oh, yeah. but like when he sees his house burning and, yeah. he, and like he sees the dead bodies... Of his uh, parents and his brother, and he just goes like, "All right, time to do some crimes." Yeah, and he just starts kicking ass like the, like those two guys like in the middle of the street, and he just like like it's the first time we see Mob like, "All right, I don't like to fight, but 
I'm the fight. Yeah, yeah. That, that's like, him I'm, at uh, at 100 percent obsession. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it was 100 percent obsession, which was my favorite part in the season because he was unchained and he was ready to go. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, yeah, it was great because also whenever he was searching for espers nearby he literally just he was like found them and dimple was like you can do that yeah <laughs> yeah that's a talk about dimple dimple is such a like a, i mean i know everybody loves mob and everybody loves you know reagan's the hot anime daddy but mm, like yeah. dimple is such a much needed character in this show oh yeah just because like dimple kind of represents the viewer in a way it was like huh yeah you can do that that's weird and like i really appreciate that especially like with dimple's whole background as a character from season one and like coming in season two and like you actually see dimple start to develop feelings for mobs like oh i I can't let this kid die yeah that's kind of on me and like we see that in the early season where he actually like takes over mob's body and he could theoretically possess mob forever since he was just let in yeah but then he doesn't yeah because it's like it's just a complete change. Like, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, it, it's really nice yeah. because he was like a very vengeful ghost who was trying to essentially take over the world. And then even then he still says at the very beginning, he's like, man, I can't wait to take over mob at the influence him. And you know, yeah, he I even mean, says that in like the beginning part of this season. Yeah. Yeah. So he like, he still like has a plan to take him over, but then like eventually like he, like he kind of realized like, well, I can, uh, I can be more than that. You know, we could be friends and that's yeah. what pretty much happens, especially around the time when Reagan says some pretty awful stuff to mob. Oh yeah. Oh man. That, that, so that, so they do a whole episode this season dedicated to Reagan. It's like episode three or four, maybe, or, or maybe it's six or seven. It's after, it's after Mogami. Yeah. It's after the Mogami stuff. So it's like six or seven. And like, they pretty much just show like Reagan's life, like from post college or whatever, po- you know, uh, post like whatever uh, business he worked at. Yeah, to, yeah, post like he was like a, a telemarketer or whatever, and so to him opening up like the the exorcism, the consoles, yeah, yeah, the whatever. office, and like it shows like Reagan struggled with like being an alcoholic and like you know obviously has some relationship issues with like both women and his own mother and stuff like that, and he and. He also kind of shows that Reagan has like he when when he when Reagan wants to do something he gets like hyper fixated with it yeah and like we see him like forget his birthday he's like because he gets an email from his mom saying oh happy birthday here's a job application I got for you it's yeah. like okay wow <laughs> and and he's like oh I guess it is my birthday and like I I don't cry like you know I'm a pretty emotional guy like if I see something that's like oh my god this beautiful I'll start boohooing. I bawled during that episode because at the end of the episode after Reagan like realizes like and, and during the episode it actually also shows like Reagan sort of starts having like a rise in prominence as well. It's yeah. like, oh Reagan uh, destroyed Mogami, so and, or just like help he, hel- he helped in taking care of Mogami mm-hmm. and then like you said hyperfixation after Mob, he was like, I don't need Mob, I can build this up myself. Yeah. So he literally makes himself famous through the internet. Yeah. Which I should say the whenever he's been Anytime we see Reagan, like before this, like after 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 his breakup quote with, with Mob, and then in between, the the biggest thing, like you said, that made you cry, that made me cry, was that Reagan seemed very lonely. Yeah, he was he was lonely because he was all alone because he was getting. Like he was like, yes, I'm famous, but like he was still living in his office, and like I mean, he, he forgot his birthday. Yeah, he forgot his birthday, and like, and then he started getting all this flat because they wanted them to do an ex- an exorcism on television. Live, yeah, and then old dude comes up and is like you can't exercise this person 
because they're not really possessed. And Reagan's just like, oh, shit. And then, like, this national shame. And then they do this whole press, press, press conference. conference. And, like, Mob helps them, like, through the television. Like, everything just starts floating. It's like, well, I guess no questions. Yeah. So he just leaves, and then they reconcile. It's it's sweet, <laughs> but it, it's, it's also, like, talking about Mob's emotional development, we also see Reagan have yeah. emotional development, too. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, because, I mean, Reagan's a con man, and... I mean, it's like, and throughout the entire show, it's like he's been conning Mob, like making him believe, oh, he's a psychic, and he's been leading him on, like using Mob, and it's, like, and and we see later in the season, not just Mob, uh, because oh, oh. everybody's like <gasps> Master Reagan, yeah, 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 no, he he sort of manipulates everybody, but I mean, and then like to whenever they reconcile, I just loved it when Mob said, because Reagan asked Mob, like, have you known the entire time, and Mob's like, I knew. Yeah, oh man, I'm getting teary-eyed thinking about it. I know that re- that you're a good guy, and it's just it was just bam. Yeah, like it was just so it was so good because I mean, shows Mob isn't as isn't as oblivious as we like to that that mm-hmm. we've been led to believe. It also shows that Mob, um, despite not showing any emotion towards him, was like you know I, he just likes Reagan. Yeah, yeah, and the and the reason why he likes Reagan so much is because at the time when Mob was little and he needed help, Reagan helped him. Yeah, like, for, uh, for sure. Like, I mean, Reagan has helped Mob not become accepted through society, but more so Mob accept himself. Yeah. Mob was very self Like, Mob knew he was different at an early age, you know, being able to do all this, you know, Having psychic all stuff. And, you know, he thought Reagan was for real. And then Reagan realized Mob was for real. So they formed this relationship of, like, of, of, of teacher and student. Yeah. But it's Reagan of like assumes this role of power that we see, and he's just believable enough where you're like like any good con man would be would be like, well, yeah, Reagan's the real deal. Yeah. So, and I, I don't know, it's just so sweet, and and but like, and we see that Reagan genuinely cares for Mob, and Mob yeah. genuinely cares for Reagan, because like I mean, Reagan even puts like his body on the line. Uh, toward you know during the final battle and stuff, and it was like, all right, I'll kick ass. <laughs> There's one who's uh guy with his eyes closed. What was his name again? Oh, uh, Shimazaki. Yeah. Uh, so Shimazaki, like, at one point, like, senses Mob's power, and like, we just see like this dark illustration of like Mob's power being so huge. huge. It's like a yeah, gigantic. Then, but then he's like, and there's an Esper here. That his power is so big, I can't sense it. And he's talking about Reagan because Reagan Reagan. just snuck up on him, (laughs) punched him in the gut. It was a self defense rush. Yeah, Yeah. it was like self defense, uh, whatever. And it's which also kind of plays into that whole cockiness of being a psychic sort Mm -hmm. of thing. And Esper is just like Reagan is in the same world, and so they assume that he plays by the same rules. Yep. But he doesn't. He plays by his own by the rules of like (laughs) humans, and was able to overcome an Esper by not adhering to their preconceived notions of who is in the Esper community. Yeah. yeah. Because Shimazaki used his ability called Mind's Eye, which he completely just focused on any Esper in the area mm-hmm. on their, you know, their power. And that's how Reagan was easily, easily able to sneak up on him. Yeah. He didn't sense him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing with Reagan where like Reagan is a con man, but he's such a con man, he believes it Yeah, himself. he believes in his own con. Yeah, he's like, fuck it, let's go. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, this dude that just leveled like half the city, I'm gonna go up and punch him in the gut and take him down. And he does. But in, in the show, and that sounds goofy, like especially if you've never seen the show, but in the show that works. Yeah. So, 
It's also goofy, but that's on. I mean, it, it is goofy, but it's like that's also like. I mean, the creator and the show's, like, brand of goofiness. Like, you see it a lot in one... If you don't know, the creator of Mob created One Punch Man as well. Like, you see it a lot in One Punch Man as well, where it's just... I mean, the whole premise of fucking One Punch Man is One Punch Man. Yeah. Yeah. um, I mean, this this season, like, again... I should also mention the uh, Mogami arc, which was beautifully animated in the final battle between Mob and Mogami. Episode five of if you have no interest in mob but just like beautiful animation, which you should have an interest in mob, even if that's your selling point, go watch episode five of this season because the whole episode is probably the most beautiful and most detailed twenty-four minute episode of an anime I have ever seen. Like it is looking. I mean, like, one of the things I really liked about this animation uh, is that I really like how. Um, I don't know. Fluid's a weird word to say because I don't think it's necessarily fluid. It is fluid, mm-hmm. but it's more. Um, they care more about the subject than they do the style in a way. I don't yeah. really know how to explain it. It's a different kind of style where it's like it's very rough, but also very put together. Yeah, and it's sort of kind of all torn apart, but also not really torn apart. It very much they care about the feeling of the moment rather than the beauty of the art, mm-hmm. and they want to get that feeling out um, rather than the actual like it be completely beautiful. Oh, I agree. Um, and in a way that makes it even more beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I because it shows because you because uh, you're they're trying to. Because, like, obviously, whenever you're dealing with, when you're dealing with art, you're dealing with anything visual, you're trying to convey feeling. And they really tried, they really did a good job at conveying the feelings of the moments within those battles where, you know, Mob is feeling a certain way. Because the battles aren't just battles, they're, they're, they're internal battles with the characters themselves dealing with what they're doing. And, as I mean, well and, as the, and the, the battle with battle. Mogami is literally an internal battle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah because... Yeah, it literally happens within inside the mind of some girl. And then there's even a part in there where uh, Mogami puts him into this world. This is Mogami's world. He puts him in this world without any of his powers. So the entire time he's faced with problems that, like, he can't do, he can't use his powers for and makes him, and, like, Mogami does this to manipulate him and be like, use your powers, you know, overcome this because there's a, there's a moment there where he's being bullied. And it's, like, this beautiful, like, everything just starts to just turn to liquid and like the lines of like everybody's blurred and it's just it's very beautiful because like Mm -hmm. like in that moment you know he just feel like so much is hitting at him and he just feels so emotionally distressed it's like it's like it's like everything's becoming blurry everything's disappearing and it's like you're just yeah you're just in that moment of awkward embarrassment yeah yeah and mob lived in in this world for six months like we don't know i don't know like i assume not that much time passed in the real world no no obviously not perceived six months yeah Yeah. but like he was like to mob he was inside this alternate reality for six months like living day to day not using his powers but being bullied because he was he i mean he was different he was quiet he was a little strange and he really didn't know how to act um and then we finally see like you know dimple finally break in and helps them and yeah but and, and like and that's the thing like like, a show can be beautifully animated, but if there's no substance behind the animation, yeah. it kind of doesn't mean anything, which we which we rarely see, because usually studios that put in that much effort into animation, usually they have really good stories to tell. But with Mob, like, the animation is part of the story. Like, some of the fight scenes that get, like, where the lines get a little rough, like, that represents, like, emotional distress, or, like, when it's black and white instead of fully colored, or when it's, like, 
more saturated color. Like it all represents something. Some it, sort of impactful meaning. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just pretty for the sake of being pretty. Like it has a purpose. Yeah. Which is done in a which is done in all in well most anime I say most anime most yeah. TV show most anything with cinematography of any sort whether it be animated or, or or with you know real life they all do that to some degree but mob does it in a special kind of way that you don't really see in other anime and yeah. I think that's really important at least uh, I think that's really important for um, for the narrative uh, it really helps progress the narrative. Oh yeah, it's, it's, sorry. Still going off the Mogami fight because I mean, whenever at the very end when Dipple breaks through and is talking to Mob, it's like Mob is still faced with like using his powers like to help him out of this situation. But like he realizes like no, I'm not like I'm gonna I'm gonna use kindness and compassion to defeat this enemy, which is like wow <laughs> because yeah. because uh, there's. The, the cruelty that's given upon mob it's like like why like why wouldn't you use your powers especially like what was happening he was being i think he was being beat up or whatever mm-hmm. and then like D- dimple comes through and like tells him like hey you've been stuck in this world and that's when mob snaps out of it and like goes into this 100 percent bravery i think and it's just it's beautiful and yeah. even even dimple doesn't recognize him at some point which i think is funny and, no it's actually really funny because mob was because dimple's like yes like embrace it and mob like gets super muscular like all the people in the bodybuilding club yeah and, and it's it, like really funny and, and his it, eyes even change color too yeah and, and, and dimple's like well maybe calm the body part down <laughs> he's like oh and he just shrinks back down it's really good <laughs> yeah very very good but yeah and then, and then even even later, Mobby, uh, Mogami appears again towards the end to even help Mob. And like Mogami is pretty bad. He's like w- like before Mob and before the leader of Claw, he was like one of the most powerful espers in the world. Yeah. And he was so powerful and so full of hate that he became a a spirit, one of the most powerful spirits too. Because yeah. at the very end, he um, he over um, well they these uh, these people that were Claw they. They break out. Um, they break him out essentially because he's in this little bottle, mm-hmm. and he comes over and um, takes over like all these plants that one of the enemy espers was using, and just completely overpowers them. And he's like a chi- towering giant. It was just a very, a very good moment where Mob is talking to him, and he's like, Mob is trying to tell him that people can change. You know, I mean, this guy he will stop doing bad things. And Mogami's like, you can't just always be nice. You have to be hard. Yeah. If you can do that, then you'll be invincible. Yeah. And then Mogami just disappears forever. Yeah, we definitely see, like, a lot more, like, obviously Mogami's trying to, like, tutor Mob to be, like, more, like, Mogami was. Yeah, but he, but even in this moment, Mogami's, like, I, like, he even, he even knows that Mob is more powerful than him. Oh, yeah. So, like, that, that, I just thought that was interesting that a character who was obviously evil just completely switched sides and, like, you know, I'll help you. And, and see, I don't even know if it's so much a switch sides as... Mogami just sort of has like a respect for Mob. Yeah, yeah, like because like if Mogami and Mob exist in the same world, there's nobody else. I mean, if Mob would be the one to oppose Mogami, and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, he like he could stop him no matter what. Yeah, and I guess the, just the respect for that level of power. It also shows that Mogami. I can't remember if how Mogami got to that situation at the very end. Uh, are you talking about like the- how did he end up? There at that battlefield. Oh, 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 one of the um, one of the ex members of Claw, he uh, he captured Mogami after he got released out that that the girl, and he was like, I'm gonna keep him as one of my pets, and then oh, okay. the and then he was, and he and he tried to help Mob with his spirits, but he was defeated, and they took his little jar and then threw it, and like, haha, fuck you, and then they all f- almost fucking died. Yeah, like literally everybody but Mob got captured, and he, and Mob's like, hey, don't do that, yeah, bud. <laughs> 
But it's something to me about, uh, like, again, the whole dynamic is we see, because last season it was more of, like, mom's only real, I don't want to say role model. I mean, role model last season, but I wouldn't use role model this season, was Reagan. Like, Mm -hmm. Reagan was the only one influencing them. But obviously we've seen, like, mob took some lessons away from Ogami, such as, Sometimes you can't be nice to everybody. Like you have, you have to be firm. Yeah. That, that was the main, uh, the main lesson he took away from. Oh, yeah. I mean, is you have to be firm. Like you have to firm but fair, essentially. And plus, I feel like even Choichiro made a, a comment uh, that echoed that at the, at the very end. That uh, if you if you if you don't stand up for yourself, you'll be easily taken advantage of your entire life. That's what he's saying to the uh, the parasol guy. Yeah. Yep. Like it, it's one of those situations. Like, well, if you don't stand up for yourself, who will? And it, it's very much like we see that this season with Mob and several characters, really. Like, uh, even going back to, the again, the first episode with him and the girl that was da- dating him as a dare. Yeah. Uh, and I don't... Like, stuff stuff like that. Like, the fact that it's such a coherent story. Like, it's... I mean, it's 12 episodes. So, it's not... I mean, you can binge it in four hours if you wanted to. I couldn't imagine handling all those emotions in four hours. But if you, you want to, go off, I yeah. guess. But uh, <laughs> it's... It's so, it's so rare that you get, especially a, an animated show, like the, more or less just anything that comes on television that makes you care about so many characters, and like so many characters have redeeming qualities, but they're all not necessarily good people. Like Reagan, technically wouldn't be considered a good person, yeah, but he is a yeah. good person, and like that's what I appreciate a lot about Mob is how it's not just like. Mob and friends. It's, I mean, it's truly mob, I mean, everybody, like everybody has some sort of redeeming quality to them. And it's like, it's, it's kind of up to mob to be like the emotional key in a way, even though he doesn't have a handle on his emotions himself. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's even what, um, it was Reagan who said that what makes mob so powerful is not because of his powers, but because of saying what's on his mind. Yeah. Speaking true, like speaking true from the heart. And I, I love that about mob. And, like, when you were saying about him being fair, it's, like, at the very end, whenever he went to go face Toichiro, I mean, he told all the espers that were with him, especially the ex-members of Claw, because, like you like you said, like, they were the bad guys of the first season. I mean, they, they tried to kill Mob, but then at the very end, Reagan and even Mob were like, hey, you know, don't do that. <laughs> so, and then they ended up, like, they end up instead trying to lead normal lives, but come, uh, come together to fight this common enemy. And I, like like you said just being able to redeem like because these characters don't they don't have to be killed or like defeated in such a harsh way like they can yeah they can be redeemed and i I love that about this about this season um yeah i mean so i mean what what i mean where does like everybody stand on like how they like did everybody think they did a good job like with mob emotionally like did everybody like i mean i I, like you can have your thoughts about you know like the battles and stuff, but like, I, I like as an emotional, like watching the show up from an emotional standpoint. Like, did it resonate with any of you at all? Oh yeah, especially at the end when um, he faced Toichiro and like he um, he pretty much had him cornered because after he twisted his body into a very inhuman form, he um, Toichiro like released so much power it almost killed Mob. But then they're able, uh, Mob was able to sort of rein it in. But um, it was, st- but Teochiro went to his human form, but he was still releasing so much energy that he would have destroyed the city. And Mob, Mob stayed behind and was like, "To leave you here to die, that's just that's just too sad." And it was just nice to see that in that moment, Mob was 
trying to, you know, figure out what happened in his life. And then at the very end, he tells he tells Soichi that I am the protagonist of my life. And that that really hit me. Like, it's not. A, oh, yeah. I'm going to go crying right here. No, I mean, it's. <laughs> I, I it's I mean like literally a giant broccoli. There's like yeah, and then there's giant broccoli in the middle of the city. There's like four or five episodes this season that like made me cry or put put me on the verge of tears. Yeah, and like I I don't feel that a lot. Not with, with a, not with most of the anime we watch is super. It's either really existential, yeah, or it's like super surface yeah. level where it's the existential stuff is like. Oh fuck! Yeah, where, it hits hard. Where the super surface stuff is like hell yeah, yeah. cutting swords. Mob somewhere hits in the middle, which you don't. I don't necessarily know if we've watched an anime like that in a while where it like hits in the middle and it's not corny as shit. Yeah, like Naruto's corny as shit. I don't care. Like it's it's wonderful, but it's corny as it's hell. It's super corny. Yeah. yeah, everybody becomes gods at the end. So. <laughs> I mean, it's not end yet. Oh yeah, everybody, okay. Everybody becomes everybody is that a god by the time Dara Shapudin ends, and then they now it's their kids that are probably going to become stronger than them. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> but, turn up, brother. But yeah, I I just love that. Like that that just says like you know it's not saying that like the world revolves around you, but it's more like you lead your life. Yeah, you got to take care of you, which yeah. I really like. Pat, what did what did uh, how did it resonate with you? I, I feel like that, that line where Mob said at the end, I am the protagonist of my own life, that really illustrates how far he's come in his own emotional journey because he, because he started off as this lonely child and it's only this weird, almost self-induced loneliness because he's so afraid of what his powers were and he was afraid to face his emotions. And like I said in the past, uh, buried emotions, they don't die, they don't come back as something worse. And for him to acknowledge how he feels in a healthy way that really not only transforms his life in a way that by he's not actually actively doing it, it just happens by accident, and that ends up spreading and influence all the other people around yeah. him. Yeah, I love that. And but it was it was just great to see him sort of um, sort of come into his own and acknowledge the feelings he has and and to be more proactive in his own life because I feel and plus what we said about standing up for yourself because it's as great as it is to have people you can rely on to protect you and, and, and uh, to help you out at the end of the day there's still moments in your life where you have to stand on your own two feet mm-hmm. and as much as you appreciate your friends and family the people that love you that that will stand up for you they they won't always be there for you because you know not that they're going to leave you it's just there are times where you have to do what's necessary for you that nobody can do the heavy lifting in your life for you you still have to do it's still your life. You still have to, to do the things yourself. There are people there to help you and accentuate you, but at the end of the day, it's still your life. So there are things that only you can do. And I feel like that was a, a great story they showed and how uh, just, like, I guess conversation and empathy are two key things that have transformative properties because it, it may feel a bit naive to say everyone can be redeemed, I don't know if that's true, but I feel more often than not with time that can happen and uh, a dead person, they can't be redeemed. They can't change their ways. And, uh, but a person who, you know, because I feel like to, to kill somebody, you let, let some off easy because, you know, they can't change and, or whatnot. So I feel like they can't take their punishment. They can't think, I can't reflect yeah, guess on anything. Cause punishment is less about, cause that makes you think about, I mean, it breaks you think about greater things in the world, but punishment, like 
Colt said about punishment, what you said about like if you just kill somebody, you just they're ta- you're you're basically ridding the world of them, and it doesn't allow for it. It allows for them not to grow because like what punishment should be is uh, is a way to understand your reasonings, your motives, and growing from them, not to feel bad or be. You know what I'm saying? Not, Stunted. Yeah, by by your problems. Um, but it, there's all there's also got to be a point where you're like, you've done so many bad things. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. It, I, you've killed and you've hurt thousands. I don't even know how big that city was. I would say there was millions of people in that city. Oh, yeah, no. And they evacuated. most likely... Oh, no, that's what... They've evacuated, yes, but his intent was to rule the world. I mean, no, they even said at the very end, uh, Toichiro, like, he displaced thousands of people, destroyed homes yeah. and businesses. I mean, yeah. that's even why... That's even why Mob, like, almost was very mad at Shimazaki, because Shimazaki was like, ah, I just did this for fun. And, she, and Mob was like, you... You destroyed the homes of thousands of people just for fun, and then this when Shimazaki disappears because he got scared. But the thing is, though, is that like he ended up dying. But the thing is, though, is just because and he Toichiro? ended up. Yeah, he didn't yeah. die. He didn't yeah. die. They, they let him away. Yeah, they, yeah. they mentioned he he had a possibility of being executed, but that wasn't like confirmed. Basically, he was just taken into like custody. Yeah, yeah. Joseph uh, took him. Yeah, they just took him into custody. Oh, so he survived. Yeah. yeah. So because Mob was able to contain all the energy, because but guess, he lost his powers because right because Toichiro because, because Mob when he had that huge explosion of power, did Mob not absorb his powers? So Mob now has Toichiro's powers, and he's just no human? All, all of the all of the energy that Toichiro released was, mm-hmm. went straight into the broccoli seeds. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Out. So, yeah so, every, so everybody still has powers. Okay. So he's like just not, making sure. The thing is though, is that like. Now, because his power is fueled by by the by the buildup that he has, mm-hmm. yeah. So his powers are fueled by buildup of like emotion. So now he has a chance to build up a different emotion, um, which I think is good. I think, but you know, yeah. I mean, just because someone did something bad or someone did a bunch of bad, of course, if you're dealing with a psychopath, I mean, like it just depends on the situation. But at the same time, it's like. You can't necessarily just because they do a bunch of bad shit doesn't necessarily mean that you should lose your humanity to them. Well, you know? it's one of those things too. Is like what what would be a better like justice for for the people? Just like killing them, letting them off easy, or letting them you know sit, think, kind of like Torichiro is going to do, reflect on like what they've done, and pretty much become a prisoner of their own thoughts in a way and be like man that what and you kind of see that with Torichiro like towards the end where he's like talking to show um and it's it's something that's like like I'm I'm glad this 13 year old isn't just going around killing people yeah. because he deemed fit like that's kind of not his style that well not his style but also not his place to judge yeah like exactly so we had a whole anime about why that's bad death note <laughs> yeah, so and mob and we everybody knows mob has watched Death Note. Talks about it all the time. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> he loves Willem Dafoe. That's though. why everybody got scared. <laughs> that's a, but that's kind of the whole point of like it is more about like that's sort of like taking responsibility for your actions because a lot of these bad guys they do blame. They blame their society. Society. We live in a society, <laughs> you know. Uh, they blame their problems on the rest of the world rather than trying to take. And there are a lot of problems with the rest of the world, but at the same time, 
it's less of like, well, what are you doing to change that? What are you doing to make that difference? Who are you to make that difference sort of thing? Um, and Mob is sort of that person who's like, that person who kind of lays down that moderation in a way. Mm. And he comes in and he's just like, yeah, but these people don't deserve this. Yeah. Like, yeah, the yeah. world sucks, but come on, dude, don't do this. Yeah, yeah like, very, Mob is very grounded. And that's, well... <laughs> Like all thir- Japanese 13 year olds. <laughs> Which, by the way, when I was in the airport in uh, Tokyo, b- school of uh, Japanese boys just running through the hallways punching shit. It was, Hell yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> you guys would be arrested in the U.S. <laughs> That's awesome. You didn't tell us about I that. I forgot about that until just now. That's awesome. Hell yeah. But... So, I mean, on that, anybody have any final thoughts on, on Mob Psycho 102? In season three, I hope they explore 100% horny. Uh, <laughs> you know what? They might. You know what? I mean, he is hitting puberty, so I, I mean, I he's thought, 13. I thought, I thought 100% ecstasy was weird. Like, what a weird ecstasy. Wait, do we do, do we ever get confirmation that he used that in the anime? Like, does it ever on screen say 100%? I th- no. no, but yeah. whenever he's laughing... Whenever he's laughing and fighting, that's Tony. what it's implied to be. Yeah. Okay, it's like elation. It's like I mean, like they don't mean ecstasy is in like. I mean, I mean that's what they called in the in the yeah, comic. but like ecstasy has this like connotation towards like sexualness, yeah. I guess. Yeah, but it doesn't. It mostly it's like ecstasy is like elation, enlightenment. Yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, like of course. At a different level of like it's beyond happy, but not really happy. It's like. It's like a on higher. The cusp? Le- it's like the highest level of contentment, I guess. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. It wasn't. It just represented that moment that he kind of gave in to like his emotions and like he was really feeling like he wanted to fight and destroy as much as uh, yeah. Shoichiro did. So like, like you said, he he ran the gamut of emotions in that fight. Yeah. yeah. It's a, a very good season. Very very good. I mean, I, I'm just going to give a spoiler right now. Like it's on the anime of the year docket, so we'll definitely be talking about it again at some point. Um, but it, I, I, if you listen to this and I've never seen mob like Jonathan, yep. um, <laughs> I, I highly suggest you watch the first two seasons. I mean, again, like, it, I mean, even watching, watching it at a moderate pace, you can finish it in a, a week or two. Um, and I think it's very much worth the ride. Cause it, I mean, it's, it's just so jam packed of emotion that like, I, you don't see in, Especially like short form media, like I mean, I, you can get that in movies now, but like, I mean, it's like mobs sending you like twenty three minute episode bursts a week. Uh, so I hope it's not three seasons until the next season. So or three years yeah. till yeah, the next I was about season. To say. <laughs> uh, I hope it's not three years till the next season. So uh, on that note, horny no three years. That's <laughs> yeah, that's the only notes. Wow, who know th- who knew that mob would teach us so much about prison reform? <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you everybody for listening to this uh, Mob Psycho 102 non-canon file. If you like this episode, you can leave us a like, a review, a subscription, a rating uh, on any of our services we're available on, such as SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Overcast, all that sort of stuff. You can find. I mean, if you're listening, you already know. But if you don't know, all you can hear podcast search it. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at AYCH Podcast, where uh, just shit posts there, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> just on, onion nuggets. Bring them onion back. Onion nuggets are just, uh, it's they're just onion rings, but made differently. Well, it's funny, too, because this episode comes out in like two weeks. So I by know. then, that tweet will be by What the- drives me insane, or what makes me happy, I guess I should say, is there's some tater tots out there that are made with little pieces of that onion. That have onion in it. Yeah. Like, they're good. Yeah, they're awesome. That's yeah. not 100%. 
And like the bow rounds at Bojangles. Ooh. Hell, the, the, those be hitting different. Yeah. But anyways, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at AYCH Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram uh, at AYCH Podcast. Follow us on twitch.tv slash all you can hear. Where uh, Saturday, May the 25th from 6 p.m. to midnight Central Standard Time, I will be taking the reins and playing Sekiro for six hours because we hit our 200 follower goal by our two-year anniversary. So on May 25th, I will be doing. Uh, Colton Winslow will be there. Other people may be there. Pat may be there. I don't know. But uh, we'll be playing. I'll be playing Sekiro for six hours blind because I've yep. never played it. Yeah, he'll be blindfolded. And then yeah. Winslow and I just be mad at him. Yeah, the whole Colton Winslow will be yelling at me for six. It will be a fun time. So uh, f- go follow us twitch.tv slash all you can hear, and you can follow me Tanner at Twitter or on Twitter at Tanner one four nine five. Wow! After a hundred and twenty something pieces of audio, you would think I'd know how to plug my own Twitter. Even a monkey falls from a tree. Yeah, <laughs> you know the broken clock right twice a day. That doesn't fit here, but I said it. My name is Colt, and you can follow me on Twitter at Colt D zero zero. Uh, whip. My name's Jonathan, and bye. <laughs> oh God! Ah. F- <laughs> Fuck. There is a giant turd where he is. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. Uh, my name is Cody. You can follow me at CODDOC11. That's CODDOC11 on Instagram and Twitter. But just just follow me on Instagram. Uh, I'm Winslow. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Winsy Wilkie. You can follow my art Instagram at World of Winsy. I'll probably have a post up for this episode. It looks good. I don't know. Uh, dimple with Sarah Zala's hair on his head. Thank you. <laughs> this is Pat, and I feel 100% gratitude for you all listening. You can follow me on wow. Instagram at John Lost His Name. You can follow my art on Facebook at John Lost His Name Art. Uh, and uh, thank you, and we'll see you uh, next time.